Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Base Life Podcast. In this episode, you get to hear from our buddy Stas, a base jumper and professional body suspension artist. Um, I had a hard time figuring out how to introduce this episode because it's such a unique topic. Um, but if you've ever seen anything from people that uh, hang from hooks from their skin, um, that is body suspension. And uh, if you've ever seen someone you know, jump off a cliff with a parachute, that's base jumping. Well, Stas is truly a pioneer because he has combined both of those activities into a brand new sport. Um, and this conversation was exceptionally unique and so much fun. So I really, really hope you enjoy it. A uh, big, big thank you to Charlie and the Horner for allowing us to record in the upstairs bar. And um, we we love you and we thank you for your hospitality. All right, everybody, uh, enjoy this episode. And as always, check out the show notes and uh, let us know what you think. Three, two, one. See ya. You're listening to Base Life Podcast with your hosts, Randy and Tim. Anyways, uh, welcome to another episode of the Base Life Podcast. Um, we are coming at you from the Horner Upstairs Bar in Lauterbrunn in Switzerland. And I think uh, this is like... Our first endorsement, maybe. Like we um, got the green light for now to <laughs> record up here, so it's a pseudo sponsorship, right? Yeah, and I would I would go on a limb and say number two. This v- is number VBG two. is kind of our, you know, but that's just that's yeah. family. But whatever. Yeah, <laughs> there's a logo. <laughs> Anyways, it's a uh, lot so, of support. So uh, here in the uh, in the bar, I'm gonna go left to right, see if I can do this and not screw it up. We got Johnny Amberg. <laughs> Welcome, Johnny. First time. We got uh, Tim Siebenek. Yes, I'm here. What's up, St- Stanny? Go ahead and say your name, bro. I'm gonna fuck it up. Oh, they call me Stas. Stas from Stanislav. Yes, it, hello. It, last name? Or do, do you care to share last name? Aksyanov. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, and back again. We have Ian. Uh, Ian Hard. Welcome. How's it going? Yeah. So, uh, gentlemen, thanks for thanks for coming. This Happy is, to be here. This is a little funny. We'll, we'll have pictures to share this, but uh, like a, you're all oriented on me, so it's, uh, it feels a little funny. You are behind the bar, Randy. I am behind the bar. This is actually uh, today was the first time I've ever been behind the upstairs bar. Because that's a big no-no for anyone that's never been to Lauterbrunnen. We won't tell Charlie. Don't go behind the bar. Yes. <laughs> um, unless you get permission. But uh, yeah, so here we are. Welcome. So guys, it's uh, we're drinking, hanging out, talking. We uh, the original plan here was to talk to uh, Stas about uh, base jumping and. Uh, I mean, we've known each other for a while, but it's like we see each other every couple of years, and you know, I'm always happy when I see you. But I, I honestly can't remember how long it's been. You know, yeah, since same, same, maybe like four years or right? something. Yeah, yeah, and it all blurs together. It feels like it was just yesterday and like a lifetime sometimes. Yeah, many uh, things happen. <laughs> yeah, I saw you the other day walking up from the train, uh, the train stop, and I was like, oh, I have to go say hi. I just totally like walked away from my friends real quick and was like, hey. Yeah. And uh. 
here we are. <laughs> That's the cool place, like coming home, you meet friends, right? people you know. You don't always know who you're going to bump into either. It's always like a little bit of a surprise, like a like a pleasant little uh, gift. Yeah, always. Yeah. We always will bump into someone, though. Right? You know. You're going to bump to somebody. I mean, because Ian, you've been away for uh, a minute, right? And then came back? Yeah, yeah. Four weeks and then came back. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, oh, sorry, I, I was um, mixing up a, a dude that. Fuck, my bad. We might edit. We might edit that out. <laughs> no, it was a, a dude that hasn't been here in like six years, and you know he was like bumping into guys that. Uh, but we were all having conversations around the same time, so my bad. <laughs> all good. But yeah, there's still people here. You know, you're always gonna bump into somebody you know when you get here. But yeah, so um, Stas. The uh, give us a little bit about your background, um, you know how you found the Sky Sports. Actually, I want to go first. Which came first, Sky Sports or uh, suspension? Suspensions. Okay, so let's start there. Uh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I started to work in tattoo shop in Moscow, like a piercer, and I was uh, lucky to work in first tattoo shop that had the first suspension team in Russia. So in the beginning, I was uh, helping, assisting these guys and tried suspension by myself in 2006. Uh, it's not jumps. It's when they lift people from the ground with the hooks. So you hang in the air and after you go back to the ground. So in like 2008, I start with my own team because all of these people, they were making it like a shows, something in uh, the clubs on the stage. And I wanted to make it like experience just for people to try. So I start with my own team uh, with just suspending people for suspension. And slowly, slowly, first we find a bridge. It was maybe like 15 meters tall. And you can go with the hooks higher than usually. It gives kind of more fear. And uh, the feeling is weird because you don't hold anything. You are not attached to anything. You are kind of floating or levitating. It's a weird feeling. And... Uh, I found out that if you mix it with something scary, like being a little bit high, uh, it gives like way more emotions. So slowly, slowly it turned into suspension rope swings. First we tried with a very small, uh, I was the one to make first jumps. Uh, it was a small bridge after we go a little bit bigger. And in some point I made a rope jump with the hooks in a big cooling tower. We jumped inside the cooling tower. And it was already maybe like 80 meters tall. And there you have some free fall, you need some body position. So I told to myself, okay, if I need to develop it, if I want to jump higher objects, I need to grow up some balls and where to get them is to go base jumping because a usual rope swing cannot prepare you for this feeling with the hooks on the exit, you know. And for me it was a bit hard that no one done it before so you actually don't know is it work out or not. It makes you horrified. And I thought that base jumping will give kind of experience to guide people with that and to jump by myself. I thought that I will try a little bit of base jumping, and it <laughs> just changed life totally. It's like <laughs> now here, <laughs> base jumping probably wasn't that strange uh, you know, coming from suspension. Do you think? Uh, well, it was, I think, a strange way to go into base jumping, uh, but I see a lot of similarities. And 
uh, one similar thing is people from suspension they think that base jumping is too much crazy and no way <laughs> people from base jumping think this about hooks and somehow I meet people who are like, yeah, you can jump and you can use hooks. Okay, let's try. <laughs> and so you have a, basically a lot of people that think you're crazy. <laughs> oh, I don't <laughs> Does know. Does that make I sense? Because you know, it's like some people are like, oh, base jumping's crazy. Some people think suspension's crazy. But, so when you mix the two. <laughs> you know, <it's> like <laughs> yeah. These are my customers. I think they are right? crazy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's very surprising now. It's maybe like around 70 jumps we made since 2013. Uh, people don't try to make the same jumps. It's like they all come to me, but it's way more than we expected. We thought first it will be like one, two times, but so much. Yeah, so that's 70 just with the base, and that's not including the rope swing as well, is it? No, rope swings, I think, already more than 300. Yeah. When that first rope swing jump, what... um. What were you thinking about? Or like, uh, t talk about that a little, please. Well, uh, they did not tell me nothing about the countdown that you can make to yourself. And this guy attached the ropes and everything, and he tells, that's it. And I'm like, that's what? And I was standing, and I'm thinking that I need to start with something to tell me something. or, But, you know, the first jump, uh, it was... I had a backup harness. We always use it for rope swings. And... I had only two hooks in the back, so I thought that I will rip off the hooks, I'll be in the harness, and we reach the limit, it's done, we're okay. And it was super scary to jump, but when I make the push, and when I finish a first swing, I expected it to be something like painful, to rip the skin or whatever, but you have so much adrenaline, and same time, the ropes are soft, so... Uh, in the end of the first swing, it was the felt like, damn, everyone should try this because <laughs> it was completely painless. I was so scared before, and I jump and I feel nothing. I just feel the pull of the rope, something like this, but no pain, nothing. They get me to the ground. It was just awesome. <laughs> I, I've heard that about six hours or so after that um, that extreme pressure is when it, it starts to uh, you start to feel a little pain. Is that is that fair? I would say it's kind of some muscle pain, like mm. you made a lot of workout, but it's nothing like really bad. It, can you tell us a little more about the actual like suspension and um, uh, like is is there like a, a healing uh, feeling or like a euphoric feeling or like what what um, maybe people find it for different reasons, but how do how do people come into that or uh, discover it? You know. Uh, first, I was thinking that most of the people who will make these jumps, they will come out of uh, tattoo industry, of suspensions. Uh, but now I see that most of the people, they never suspended before. So it's their first piercings, first uh, contact with needles is suspension base jump. Because you basically need experience in base jumping to do that. And you don't need experience in suspensions. And I don't know, it's very hard to say when I see people and they're like... They seem to be scared with this idea, but at the same time they understand that it's possible and they just cannot say no to this. And you see their doubts, they don't want to talk to me, but after they're like, Stas, you know, I'm thinking maybe me too, and after you pierce their back, it's, it's funny. Yeah, uh, Stas, can I ask you a question? Like, uh, in the beginning you said there's like teams, right? the suspension thing. Now, this is all new for me. I don't really know anything about the suspension <coughs> story. Uh, can you give me a little insight? In when you say there's teams, then there's a whole 
you know, community. Tell us about the suspension uh, like uh, culture. I'd like to know a bit more about culture, yeah. Uh, well, it's a very big community uh, that comes mostly outside of tattoo and piercing. Uh, and many people do it for shows. Many people make uh, freak shows, f something like fakir art when they make it on the stage. Uh, many people also go into events, uh, different events around the world, like the biggest are in States and in Norway, where they call it SASCON, when a lot of people bring together into one big space and they make different suspensions. It's a lot about uh, different positions, about art, about how it looks. They use the ropes uh, for also a part of the art installation. Can you give me two, three examples or one, two examples of suspension? Because I've seen your footage. I know what, what you mean. Yeah. But <coughs> if I'm at an event and I do it for a show, I, I just can't picture it quite. What's happening there? Well, let's say uh, the position of a Superman suspension is when you will have hooks in the upper and the lower backs and in your legs also, so you are kind of horizontal facing down, like a Superman levitating. Uh, they make tandems uh, when you have person on the hooks and another person on these hooks, uh, like on the hooks in between the people. Uh, different positions, it's... Uh, some people go for a challenge to make something painful, like single hook in the chest. That will be very, very painful. You need to be good with pain to do that. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It's also a lot uh, about, I won't say so much of a show-off, but, you know, some people, they want to make a more interesting position every time. It's not so much about, like, your own experience. It's uh, a lot about getting together. You see a lot of people doing the same things. Uh, but for me, I was always thinking a bit more about this uh, ritual part, and uh, I was thinking that you shouldn't get people into crowds for doing that. It's way better to just get along with a person and to go somewhere like we go for base jumping, you know, to have a full trip uh, adventure. But, uh, yeah, people make different things. For many of them, it's uh, a lot about art, about making cool pictures, things like that. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, so we have we have some friends. Uh, it's funny. I wanna, uh, there's like two different directions I could go, but I, I got really excited because uh, uh, it was 2013 or 14 when uh, you helped Wes oh, yeah. do one here in the valley. Yeah. And uh, I remember talking, you know, a big fan of Wes. I uh, love that dude. And uh, talking to him after he did it was like talking to a different person, you know, like after. <laughs> No, I, um, and then shortly thereafter, the uh, Swiss Bass Association uh, released a little message saying, um, if you want to jump off the cliffs, we please have a container, <laughs> 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 which was a lot of fun. I was just like, I just love that that message has to be uh, released. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, so, so you're telling me something happened where someone jumped off a cliff with a parachute and didn't have a container. All right, <laughs> but but yeah, that was a um, I know it was a, a, a life changing experience for him in many regards, and it was it was cool talking to him after the fact, and I, that's come up a couple of times in our podcast. So it's uh, is that me making the rattling? Yeah, you're making the rattling. Sorry, we are at a bar and I am drinking, but <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, you helped uh, Matt Turks and like Momo. There were, oh, were yeah. a few of the the British jumpers, you know, the Lemmings. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little about that experience and uh, how they, 
how they were. I mean, we, there, the video is out there. Maybe I can find a link for it. But, um, you know, helping these guys, like, discover this. Oh, well, first about that jump in Switzerland, uh, Yellow Ocean, the first and the only jump in the valley. Uh, Wes, he posted the video later, just in his Facebook. And I think in the next morning we were everywhere. everywhere. Like in the news, in the newspapers. And there was completely no bad reaction from any base jumpers here. They seen the techniques, everyone understands the reasons, but I think journalists, they just made it uh, bad looking for like the local people, so it's understandable. But the jump itself, that was a blast. It's still uh, the tallest exit. We jumped with the hooks, and it was a second jump with a D-back cover, so we tried these techniques just once before, and well, First of all, when you have a big wall... But, but buddy, just quickly, you did this the second time here. You did this before already. Uh, with or the D-back, yes. We made uh, all of these things in Russia before. Like now it's uh, rollover, jump, uh, D-back, stowed, PCA, and waterfall. So it's stowed. A rollover <laughs> yeah. roll with these things attached. These were first jumps. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear a wingsuit in there, so... Not yet, okay. but... Uh, There's got to be a way. Someday, <laughs> someday, someday. Yeah. <laughs> the next project... We have to uh, put it somewhere, I guess. Yeah. Is, is there like yeah. a study that you know my skin will hold this force? Or are you just going for blind luck? Right. You know, like, how the fuck do you know... Sorry, the, the language. Uh, <laughs> how do you know that your skin is going to hold this? Well, I was the one who was about luck, but the next people, they see that my skin supports, so they have this, how to say, calculation. <laughs> well, it was mostly, yeah, you just believe. We start with the rope jumps, and with the rope jump, you have way bigger load, uh, but uh, you have a backup harness. In uh, suspension base, I don't use a backup harness because uh, it will complicate the system too much, I believe, and uh, we are not going to work with a force that will read the skin because uh, we know the force that skin can support. Two times we were making tandem jumps with the hooks, uh, with the ropes was also... So how much force is on your body? Uh, and when do you do a rope swing or so? I mean, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> the rope swings, they are very different. Uh, depends on how many ropes are going to stretch. Uh, but uh, once I was making a usual suspension on a single hook in my back, and I was holding three girls in my hands, so we were like four people on one hook, and it started to rip very slowly, but skin rips slowly. So we had time to go down. And now we're supposed to think that maybe 170, 200 kilos is the load that one hook can support. And having four should be enough. Yeah. And should be. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. But uh, the jump in France was also very funny. I come there and uh, Lewis and Momo, they wanted to make the jump. And they were like, okay, maybe we go two way. And Momo was ready to go roll over. And I just had debug with me, one debug. And before all the jumps that we were made, there were like buildings, antennas, or cliffs. I never worked on the bridge. And uh, after two people want to jump, Matt hears this, and I'm like, uh, I have more hooks. And he says that, guys, I want to jump together, but maybe we do freeway in this case. And uh, Johan, one more guy, he's listening to this, and he's like, okay, guys, I also want to jump, but now I don't want to jump alone. I want to jump with everyone. So 
they want to go four people. They ask me, how many hooks do I have? And I'm like, I have enough for four people. But <laughs> I have no idea what to do with four of them because uh, Mama is ready to go rollover. I have one D-back for Lewis. And Matt says he's going into Tart, so also no problem. And they tell me, well, if you don't have one more D-back, there is one more technique, but a special one they call top skin assist. And they just <laughs> give me a parachute folded in my hands, attached to the hooks of Johan, and I just hold it in my hands, and all four of them, one after another, they're jumping. Topskin assist, I love that. Yeah. Tree assist was my favorite. I think topskin assist is now my new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> topskin with your backskin. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, all the jumps went also fun. So far, I think the craziest thing I ever took part and uh, I would say these people, like especially Momo and Lewis, they have a lot of experience. And when uh, I see experienced people trying these jumps, it's like, wow. Yeah, it legitimizes it to a degree. And uh, so tell us about the, the piercing. Like with, uh, I, I'm more interested in like, like Momo and Turks because like the video is pretty entertaining, but it was also really hard to watch at the same time. Uh, piercings are the most painful part and uh, well it's fast you don't need to, to hold it for a long time but four times you get hurt and it's kind of a tricky part of uh, this jump uh, that you feel the most pain uh, before the jump and you expect it after to be like what uh, I have these hooks and now I need to attach parachute and to jump with this it's very mind blowing feeling don't know how to explain. Yeah, I remember uh, Wes was talking about how the uh, the risers weren't in their normal location, and so like when he like uh, popped toggles, it felt like he was almost um, almost stalling in the canopy, like trying to fly it. Uh, yeah, that is. Uh, it uh, takes a little bit of experience to find the proper placement for the hooks, because people they have different size of the body. And uh, for everyone, you need to put them uh, in a little bit different place to have a system after being same like it's with container. Sure. Yeah, and sometimes, uh, well, first there is a problem of fighting the toggles because they are behind and you cannot see them after the opening. So I uh, advise the people to make it one after another, to not grab both of the hands too far behind. Ah. Yeah. And... Uh, if you have toggles, you try to don't go to super aggressive turns because, yeah, you can stall your canopy. But uh, the difference is not so big. Just uh, good to have the toggles. Some people made riser landings, was also safe, but uh, it's a little bit weird with the piloting because you don't have a lot of attachment points. If you have toggles in your hands, you kind of separate the attachment points to four, so more easy to pilot. Right, because when you have a harness, you, like you can steer with with your hips a little bit. You yeah. Know, and, like lean into the harness, but when it's connected to your body, the, how do you control it? Then? You can make a little bit with yeah. your body, which is also weird. But people were trying like uh, to push it with your back. It works. You turn a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> you actually like fly your parachute. Yeah, and uh, a little bit weird thing is before you grab uh, the toggles, if you want to make a riser turn, because you don't have a harness and you're kind of hanging under this system, if you make a turn, first your body turns, and after the parachute starts to turn. So it's kind of a little bit more uh, weird. 
But if you have tacos in the hands, it makes it more uh, balanced and it's nice. Yeah. It's funny because, like, um, whenever you see a really good swooper, like, come in and it looks like that canopy is just an extension of his body, in your scenario, it actually is an extension of your body. Yes. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Where, uh, where all have you done suspension-based? Because I, I know you were... You were um, Based out of a, a beautiful little island in uh, Thailand for a minute there. Oh yeah, I've been there for five seasons in Tonsai. There was a lot of jumps made over there, especially with the beach landing. It's very safe and the jump is beautiful. It's Such a gorgeous jump, right? Yeah, but uh, many places like I don't have plans to make any jumps in Switzerland just to not uh, make people nervous, you know. Sure. Uh, but uh, bridges in France, uh, some cliffs in France, a lot of places in Russia. We even made one illegal jump with the hooks. It was funny when the guy, after running away from securities <laughs> with hooks in his back. Uh, in Crimea, there are a lot of cool spots. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I cannot wait to go to England to meet Lewis. Right? Yeah, very curious about <laughs> what do they have there. Oh, they have uh, How many everything. jumps have you done already with suspension? Like uh, if you went to if you say Tonsai, beautiful jump, fucking love it. Did you went there with the piercing thing as well, or? Uh, you mean by myself? No, or how, like the suspension thing, the jumping? Yeah. How how many of those did you do? Uh, for uh, other people in Tonsai, so, like, total. How, how well, many suspension bases have you done? Like, oh, in total, all facilitated. I would say 60, 70. Oh, 60, so 70 total like suspension base. Yeah. So, so you're only doing the base. For the suspension thing, or you find pleasure? Are you wingsuiting, tracking, slick, or you just do the suspension thing? Uh, since I started to base jump, I almost not suspend anymore. So base jumping is good. It's very nice. Yes, yeah. better than than all the other things. I it saves lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I was <coughs> like, so there's something beyond base jumping. I was like, oh, suspension. We could, but but you left sus or do less suspension now that you base. Uh, yeah, and I would say... Take that suspension. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> and more about uh, the community also. Yeah. It's uh, very different. Uh, I would say in tattoo industry, it's a bit more about the art thing, but also about a show of part and uh, maybe judgmental things. But with base jumping, it's way more easy. At the same time, I never get so cool and close connections to people with just doing the same thing when you're really helpful to each other, try to take care of each other on the exits or just in life. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the family keeps me here for sure. There are definitely days when I don't want to jump. <laughs> here we are. Right? <laughs> Not jumping today. Was that today? <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was gorgeous out today, wasn't it? Oh, beautiful day to jump. I mean, I, I thought I felt the wind for a second there, though. So, oh. Yeah, I think I felt something different. Right. Right. Being in the upstairs right. bar. Right? Well, last time we were in the upstairs bar was actually not that long ago, but it was for a different activity, and uh, which led to not jumping today. Because nothing good ever comes out of the upstairs bar, but I'm... I'm pretty sure this podcast will be all right. So, like, <laughs> so, you know, so finally something good will come out of the upstairs bar. Because <laughs> it's usually just headaches and regret. <laughs> um, how much pain 
Like uh, you jump off, you you pitch, and your brain is somewhere completely else. You, you don't have to, you know, your your brain's occupied, so it takes the priorities. Survive. Uh, now you start realizing canopies open and flying and safe. What what the fuck happens on on your back? How does it feel? How what what's the feeling you get? Like it pulls. Maybe you feel yeah the pull. Some people say it hurts after the opening, uh, but uh, I think they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> You're the stuff, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you are busy until the end of the jump. It's still even if you have a long canopy ride, your brain kind uh, of deal with this situation. You know that you're hanging. And so, so once you land, you go, ah, or you're just like whatever. Once you land, you don't feel any pain anymore because nothing is wow. pulling, and you have a very strong endorphin kick, like a lot, a lot, a lot of endorphins. It's uh, it makes it much more scary. And uh, what I really like, uh, technically, it's super safe jump. Uh, we still didn't had any accidents with suspension base, but uh, I chose a very safe object, so there might be dangerous of the piloting. Uh, but uh, you have a D-bag, you don't have leg straps, so the position of your legs doesn't matter of the heading. Uh, you just need to keep your shoulders in kind of symmetrical position, and uh, it's almost impossible to get to 180 for a D-bag jump if you made a proper pack jump. But the jump itself, like a simple PCA jump, it kick in so much. It, like it's something really scary, and I like the combination that you don't need to risk so much with your life to get actual feeling that you are going to die now. It's nice. But now you say you're happy. You don't have to risk all that. But now base is taking over, right? You, yes. You shifting from suspension to base. Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, but it uh, gives also a bigger endorphin feeling. I don't think that uh, I will be stop suspensions if I will not making so many base jumps. But also, with making suspension base jumps to someone else, uh, for me, it takes a lot because it's a very big level of responsibility. It's you pack it, you put it into D-bag, you attach it to the person. But the main thing is, like, a person look up to you like, is it going to be fine? You are kind of uh, the one who tells him, yeah, yeah, no worry. And you think, like, I wish I had your confidence, dude. <laughs> <laughs> can I check your back, like, where you attached it? Can I have a quick look? Oh, yeah. I need to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody want to drink while we're uh, looking at this? Like, we're, we're in a bar. Uh, Charlie, I would totally pay you for these, by the way. This one right. feels really right. well. Couple beers? Yeah. I want to say that this crazy motherfucker... Putting suspension is not not the craziest shit. Having a doctor putting a needle in your eye to color your white eyeballs blue, <laughs> that is the crazy <laughs> shit I've ever seen. That is scary. No doctor. There so was just one guy. Wow. I, I want the same shit. I just can't do it because I'm too scared of the guy coming with a needle to my eye. That freaks the shit out of me. <laughs> that looks cool. How How is that? Um, what, what's that procedure like? What do they do? They take a needle, put it inside your eyeball, and inject it. In 
Boris Kerry. One injection or multiple injections? Uh, two and uh, three. Usually, yeah, they make a couple. It's funny, they make a small dot, maybe like half centimeter. You wait for half of a day and it's like half of an eye. Very trippy. <laughs> yeah. But the feeling is very similar to base jump. When they take the needle out, you feel like you landed like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I can still it's see. Like, <laughs> it's like you can't take it back. Like, whatever happens, happens. Like, uh, yeah. That's one of my favorite things, like, right after the jump is the, uh, like, as soon as you push off, it's like, it's, it's going to happen, whatever it is, you know. Hopefully you have the uh, capacity to deal with it, but... At the same time, it's like, well, too late. You can't take it back. You know? For me, that is space jumping. That split second, the point of no return. I mean, you can stand there, make a countdown, and walk away. But there's the moment where you start pushing off, and at some split of a second, you can't go back anymore. It's that fraction, which for me is the... The, the amazing feeling that split second of and once you're in you're in so there's no way back imagine so how intense it is with the hooks then you, yes. you know yeah. like pushing off and knowing that your canopy or is going to be attached to your skin or right. you know on a bungee rope did you do a countdown on that go three two one and then just launch out uh, tell us about the jump we saw here from the footage like as you prepared you hooked up you're ready to go what what, what went through your mind uh, which jump? Uh, I just seen the footage of you jumping. I think it was Lamu, so yellow. I'm not sure. No, that West did yellow. Oh, yeah. West. Yeah. Yes, yes. That was West. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so just before you head off, like, base jumping itself is, it's a fucked up thing. Let's be <coughs> honest, right? Yeah. But now you're just taking it to the next step. Uh, what went on in your head? Well, because you didn't know your skin is gonna hold it. You didn't know. Your your skin is not a TSO like crash rated, you know. Uh, I mean, I guess it is. I mean, it worked. <laughs> we so, tried, yeah, rope jumps. So we kind of found out all the information with the rope jumps. And uh, I remember this feeling with the rope jumping when you made the jump and you don't know what is actually going to happen. Still, uh, like I have almost 600 base jumps uh, and uh, the scariest jump that I ever made in my life it was a rope jump with the hooks uh, from the cliff 230 meters. It was the biggest for that moment in 2013. And before the biggest jump that we made was 100 meters. So it's like two and a half times uh, taller. And uh, before I had an accident, like a couple months before in base jumping, I had a broken femur and it was fresh with the memories. So I was telling to myself that nothing can happen, there are two ropes, I have a backup harness, but just the feeling itself, that uh, that was very scary, just to make myself do this. It's, uh, I don't know, you tell to the brain that it's going to work out, but the brain tells you, I'm already in pain, it shouldn't be like this, the alarm is on, so, <laughs> yeah. But it's always a super huge surprise, you jump and you wait for, for, for something. But when it starts to pull and you start to feel the load and it's more and more and more, and in some point you feel that the swing is over, that you are actually going to the second swing now and you're like, really, that's it. Always the surprise, that's the most. Like in the end of the swing, you're like, oh, really, that's it. That's a good one. Yeah, I still definitely think I did the suspension rope swing and I still think that was more terrifying than any base jump I've ever done. 
It was. I was probably far more scared doing that than base jumping. Did, did you support that? Was that through you? Was that a? Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. I mean, I mean who else is going to do it? <laughs> like, I remember this guy. He was not base jumping for that moment. Just skydiving. Young, fresh. Look at him now. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't base jumping, and now you went suspension base. No, no, I haven't done suspension base. I've just done the um, the rope swing in Tonsai. But that was, yeah, bef- I skydived, but I'd never base jumped at the time. And I'd also never done or seen a suspension or anything, so it was uh, all completely new. I think, from memory, like, I was the first person to do the freefall suspension that came from the like outdoor sports community because I was climber and all that, as opposed to, I think, the people before me because there was only like 25 or something before me. But they'd all come from the like suspension community, so yeah, it was a pretty intense day. Maria was cool. Can I ask? I, I just wonder. I'm fascinated by what you guys do. Like, uh, let's go to the dirty talk. The jump is one thing, being hooked up and shit. Yeah, but before you jump, you have to set that up, right? So or you walk to the exit point where you jump, and there's a guy with alcohol spraying it on your back, cutting up the skin, putting the things through. Or tell tell me the preparations of the jump. Oh, it's actually very simple. You use antiseptics to clean the skin. Uh, you use sterile... At, at the exit point. Uh, Just before you jump, you set that up. Or you do it in Vengen already, and then you hike there. With your I prefer things. to make it before the jump uh, yeah. for maybe one and a half, two hours. So you can get used for the hooks, and you can get away from this first shock. Sometimes we were piercing on the exit point, but I would say... Uh, I have one building in Moscow, very comfortable. I use very often for... It's an elevator, balcony. I can stand on the balcony with a D-bag. Super nice. But over there is this thing. You go uh, to 25th floor, and uh, just on the stairs, I make all the piercings, and you just go to the balcony and jump. I would say this is the most scary thing, because you just got the strongest pain, and now they tell you, go for a jump. <laughs> the best is if you can have one and a half or two hours uh, of a hike, so you already forgot about the hooks. Uh, yeah, it's more easy. And for those that do want to see the process, I have about a like 25-minute video on YouTube that shows like the whole preparation that I went through. Like it has the piercing and everything that we sort of did to prepare before I actually jumped, and then the jump. So it goes into a little bit more detail than the, just the short clips of the jumps. Yeah, we'll, we'll add that to the show notes for sure. Yeah, some good links. That's so cool. It's funny because, like, I, I didn't even consider doing, like, a bandit base jump suspension. So so not only, you know, are you dealing with the pain of having, like, a metal just shoved through your uh, skin, now you're under, like, the timelines and, like, sort of the, you know, uh, bandit jumps are sometimes you have to be very deliberate. You know, and very planned, and like, um, you know, you have to deal with things like security and uh, where you're going to land and what you're going to, what happens after the jump. Yeah. And so you're you're adding that pressure to the fact that you just got metal like jammed through your your skin. I'm just like that. I, I think I that I can't think of anything more stressful. I reckon it'd be enjoyable or, watching or, like the security or the police like deal with that like if they caught you at the landing like, right well you if know, they grab your canopy you're, you're not going anywhere right yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. it's like it's not like you got a cutaway you're like oh you got my canopy that's cute yeah. cutaway see ya you know but 
How the hell is the police going to react if they see you suspension base in the landing? <laughs> they, they won't know. <laughs> they, they, they would not comprehend. They'll just, they won't comprehend. They'll just Guarantee. Good day, because sir. I've talked to security guards like at the exit point, and like we were in the uh, emergency stairwell, and and the, your brain tries to um, make the most logical answer out of a situation that doesn't look normal, and so the suspension would go completely over their head. Like they might realize that you just jumped off the building or whatever, but like the suspension would not even they wouldn't be able to comprehend that. You're absolutely right. We had it once. It was a first jump with a debug with the hooks. Me and uh, my friend uh, who jumped, uh, we are on this antenna. Uh, I jump after him. So all good. So we land successfully. And there are two drunk guys uh, just in the field. They were riding the motorbikes. <laughs> they stop. They are coming to us. And they're like, really? You base jump from this power pylon? When we were kids, we were climbing these ones. It's just 70 meters. How could you? And they were just talking about base jumping mm-hmm. and this guy standing there with hooks in his back bleeding with a parachute in his hands just jump with the hooks they never found out what was happening they're like whoa, whoa base jumping is tough okay guys thank you and they go away <laughs> that was funny yeah I, I won't lie like we've talked like uh brian talked a lot about baffin on some of the earlier podcasts and i was like yeah i'm not sure I'm not sure I ever. I don't. Not sure I want to go to Baffin, but I'm not. Have I, you I, seen I, how they shower in Baffin? They don't. This no, they jump. Cold. They cut a hole into the ice and jump in. Everything is just cold in Baffin. Um, but I'm not. I'm more. I would. I'm more likely to do suspension base than I am to go to Baffin at this point. We like could do uh, suspension base in Baffin. Just uh, oh, one up it. The most extreme, like yeah. <laughs> on the extreme, like. Yeah. But you, you did a suspension base at somewhere where it was like minus twenty or something. Did you that say? That was my jump. Yes. Yeah. Minus twenty. Where, where so was that? In Mama Russia. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, all the suspension base jumps I was assisting, and uh, the only jump that was not me assisting it was my jump. I was waiting for jump number 500, and it appeared to be in the middle of winter, and I was in Russia, and I'm like, yeah, I wanted suspension base jump for 500, and now it's here. So the problem was minus 20 degrees Celsius. And, uh, but you don't think, especially when I understand uh, on the exit point when I need to take off my T-shirt, and I realize that my buddy who made the first suspension base jump, he is attaching everything, and it's way more scary to attach everything because if you do something wrong, you feel all of this pressure. Plus, you feel the pain of a person nearby. Always, if uh, a person is in pain, he really will grab into your energy to kind of feel better. So this minus 20... Maybe 10 minutes after the sunset, still light, a little bit of wind, and I'm freezing there. And he's like, you know, I need to double-check it. And I'm like, yeah, no worries, dude. He double-checks, and there is another guy, uh, assistant. He's like, oh, now you help me to double-check. Look, left side is here, this is the left. Right side is here, this is the right. So I was just waiting for them to double-check everything. And as soon as he says, okay, now it's good, you can go. go okay, thank you, register. Not, <laughs> not even thinking. Yeah. Wow. That's... Yeah, my head exploded. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
let's just throw extreme cold on top of everything else. So there's was that very little swelling from that. A very little what? Swelling because you already had it iced or dealt with the inflammation. Was that a bandit jump as well? Huh? Was that bandit that 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 experience? Was it legal object? Oh, uh, kind of. <laughs> In my place, they don't care about power pylons, <laughs> so yeah, no problems. Very cool. Yeah, but uh, was also a funny feeling. You feel a lot of cold, so you don't feel the pain. And uh, I had an accident uh, for maybe like a few months ago, like four months ago in France uh, with a broken back. So the back was in pain anyways, so you don't feel the hooks. A lot of cheating, cheating everywhere. <laughs> That's a nice little hack. So in case you're thinking of doing suspension base, do it in extreme cold. So you don't feel it. You don't feel the pain as much. Yeah, smart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always looking for those little hacks in life. So when I find myself ready to do it, like suspension base, I'm going to make sure I do it in the cold. And minus Randy, nine. are you keen on it? Is this a thought in your head? You I wasn't. You know, and uh, this is a funny thing. I told Wes, you know, like after he did it, I was like, hey, man, like I'm really proud of you. I'm, I'm happy for you. Like I could tell like he was a little like he had changed a little like after he did that. But I didn't feel like that was necessarily for me. You know, it's like uh, I don't ask ultra marathon runners why they run ultra marathons. I get it. That's what that drives you. That's something you want to do. Someone wants to do that. I don't ask why. Like, I, it's not for me to understand why. You know, everyone has their own path and their own sure. like journey. But I'm, I'm more likely to do that than go to Baffin right now after <laughs> this one. <you> know? <laughs> <clears throat> and stars, if um, people are thinking that they want would want to do a suspension base or rope swing or something, is there anything that you know you can suggest that people could do to prepare themselves for something like this? Is there something that you usually tell people before you meet up with them, or anything like that, or it's usually just rock up and? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. They seem to be already prepared if they have it. It's like you either have it, and sooner or later it will go out, and you will do this. Or you don't have it. Uh, just uh, one thing, a uh, couple of times I've seen this, when people, they were not preparing themselves for the jump at all. They just found out that there is a possibility to do this, and without thinking just, oh, okay, then I want to do this. I make it simple to people. I don't have some special price that you need to pay or a special, like, if you have enough skills, uh, I'm always open. So sometimes it was... When you see that a person is not ready to pay this pain price, so for them it was too painful. They didn't understand why do they suffer so much pain for what. So if you really feel that you need this somehow, and it was, you said really good that all the reasons of people who do it, they are very different, and you never know why the person is doing this, but if a person really wants to do this, everyone had amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had like a few incidences with like, um, you know, accidents where like the pain, there, there's some weird healing in the pain, you know, like when you um, when you ex experience like extreme pain in like a very finite situation, it's where there's like this uh, euphoria, sort of like a, a release. Almost. Endorphin like, release. Yeah. 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 I I know after I did my jump, my relationship <coughs> with pain completely changed. Like, my pain threshold was, you know, stuff that would used to, like, hurt and make me react. Like, that 
threshold definitely changed. Like it, it was something psychologically that I could take more pain after that than I could take before I actually did it. Mm. So something definitely clicked in my head. So, so for me, this is out. I can't imagine it, right? It's a feeling beyond. But a stupid comparison. But can I compare it with getting a tattoo? You know, it's a it's a pain thing. You want it in the end. You fall asleep getting tattooed at some stage. Pass out. Is is that what I have to imagine? The what? sensation in my brain. I've never got a tattoo, so I can't I, compare. I, it I've that, never fallen asleep getting a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry. I yeah, okay, I, not tattoo. Never fall asleep tattoo. <laughs> but I, I think it's kind of that thing, right? It's like you know it's going to be painful, but you want it. Do you now, accept it. The maybe? thing is, I know why I want a tattoo in the end. Now, my question to you is, what do you want out of the jump on suspension? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, one thing I know you, it's not the Facebook here, it's not the fame, it's nothing, but what, 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 is, what, what is it for you? With, with the pain thing, one thing Stars said to me before he pissed, he's like, showed me the needle and he's like, imagine how much you think this is going to hurt. And that's how much it's probably going to hurt. And he was, he was right. Like, how, what I imagined, it was the same. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. And... When the piercings go in, after they're in, before like when they're just hanging in there, the pain's completely gone. It's just like the few seconds that the needle actually pierces through. Mm-hmm. And the, the pain, I've sort of compared it just to like kicking your shin when the actual needle goes through. But it's it's not so bad. And that's probably the most painful part. But yeah. More painful than the jump afterwards. Well, for me, the jump hat did actually hurt quite a lot. But as soon as I was back on the ground, as soon as my feet were on the ground, it was the complete opposite. I felt like I was completely high on, you know, drugs or something. Like I was, you know, like even if you look at look at my face in the video and stuff, I look like I'm high. Like so many people say to me, like, oh, what drugs were you on? I'm like, no, I was completely sober. But just such a huge endorphin release. You know, it's incredible. Sweet. I told you be careful with that water. It was for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got an idea. Uh, I think we're going to reach out to Antoine Laporte. Uh, I might have to edit that name out later, depending on what he says. But because um, he makes these single systems with, uh, you know, where the parachute goes inside the uh, wingsuit or the tracksuit, it's like a single system where where it's with an integrated harness into the suit. So I'm thinking, inst- I mean, instead of attaching that to a suit. You attach that to your back. There you go. So, so then we'll, we could do our first wingsuit or or tracksuit, one piece, whatever um, suspension base. If everything will go like planned, then next year, uh, with the help of Darkseid and L, uh, we are going to make a first slider up suspension base jump. Very cool. Yeah, well, it's already in the works. Nice. Uh, he already made container, and we have a very big uh, project for that. See, I'm always can, one step behind. Can you please behind. test that on pigskin before you do it yourself, <laughs> please? <laughs> like you know, a slider, like do it yourself before pigs that. Pigs are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you need Your to life's expensive too. Just get a pig before you do it. As far as my mom said, it costs her nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you probably actually. Uh, I don't know, legit get in trouble for that unless, you know, it was just the like, one from the Are we talking out. about a live pig? <laughs> yeah, or like like <laughs> oh. I just don't want him to test that shit. You know? Yeah, I mean, if I had to choose between a pig or Stas, I'd choose the pig. I mean, right. Stas. <laughs> <laughs> 
But actually, there is one story to tell. Uh, once I had the experience of uh, suspension that I really used in my life with uh, accident on base jump that I had uh, last year. It was uh, when I made this jump in France and I had a cutaway of two risers from the right side because my hand slipped and it pulled uh, this uh, tube with a yellow cord. It ripped out and I see both of my right risers flying away on the opening. Uh, after a slider up jump uh, with, uh, it's like 270 meters, big bridge in Mia. And uh, I still remember, it's like a screenshot in front of my eyes. You see, these are two of your risers. So uh, I managed, uh, it was kind of, uh, I'm used to hold two things in my hands when I'm under the canopy flying. So I see this flying away, and two of my hands, they just grab the other risers that left before it's all twisted, and I stretch them as strong as possible so it kind of inflate three sections uh, of uh, the canopy. And these three sections looking to the right side, I start to have the rotations. So on the first rotation, I was thinking that, okay, no risers, so probably you die. On the second rotation, I start to think that probably I will even manage this because uh, the more uh, it rotates me, the more sideways kind of uh, force goes. And on the third rotation, I hit for the ground. And uh, that was a weird moment because the hit, it was very, very strong. And uh, I bounced and I fall down with my face. And the first thing that happens is... Are we talking suspension now, or...? No, it was a usual jump. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I just yeah, had this problem with risers. <laughs> and, uh, Luckily, your face was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing that uh, after I hit for the ground uh, and I bounce and I fall down with my face, uh, first thing is I cannot breathe. And uh, I understand that the whole hit, it was in my back and that I have a lot of blood in my throat and in my mouth and uh, I cannot move, I cannot breathe and the blood goes inside and outside of the mouth same time and what my brain was telling me it's like of course I didn't hit my head, I hit with the back and this probably my broken ribs inside the lungs and everything and I'm dying now and this is what you actually need to do with suspension to make it comfortable if you will fight with the pain, pain will fight back. So the main uh, experience why people make usual suspensions is to let it go. And this is probably the hardest thing you can ever do, especially in this situation when you want to protect yourself, when you want either to fight or to hide, when your uh, your muscles, they get in pressure. So you're kind of protective. But you, it's very easy to compare if you go into a cold, but with a... a brain you try to relax all your muscles and in that moment you get warmer uh, this what suspension teaches you is like to let it go you need to let it go and when I have all of this blood and I understand that probably I'm dying now because of this accident and I cannot do anything with this and I feel a lot of pain and it's scary but it's like this non-return point you cannot do anything with this so everything I was doing is just like, so whatever, everything is good. If I'm dying, it's also good. You know, you just let it go. You try to float with 
uh, you go somewhere deep and you try to go even deeper and the pain is gone and the fear is gone I would say it was one of the most beautiful experiences I ever had in my life because it was kind of my shift was over and it was nice and I done it nice but you're not afraid of what is coming and after uh, I kind of coming back because I hear something and it was the opening of Lewis Parachute and uh, he ran to me he started to talk to me he see the blood and he ran to find the ambulance and I start to slowly breathe, and I understand that I couldn't breathe actually because I just, you know, I hit and uh, you have a couple of minutes like this. And later, after two or three days, I'm in the hospital, I go to the mirror, and I feel that it's something weird in my mouth. So I open the mouth, take out the tongue, and I realize that I bite the tongue so much in the moment when I hit the ground. So all the blood that was coming, it was actually from the beaten tongue, and I didn't have like an injury, just like one broken bone in the vertebra. Uh, <laughs> so, but Lewis also got scared. He see the blood going out, and I was thinking I had no helmet, but I didn't hit with the head. But the most uh, important, I would say, is uh, that I try to take this experience and to let go is very hard. And uh, not only in terms of like physical pain, just in a life when you kind of change the situation and you just like whatever. But probably this is uh, in that moment I realized the reason why did I need this experience to go through this like more easy. Something like that. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you bit your tongue. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look. Uh, oh, shit. oh shit. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> no, no, no. That was for, <laughs> for the listeners. Uh, um, there's a huge piece of Stas's tongue that's missing, but, but I think that was intentional, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a body yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's so cool. Um, I have a question. I don't know how to formulate it. I, I'm not even sure what I want to ask. <laughs> but let's say but I love base jumping. It saved my life of getting a retard, stupid person like everyone else. And I love the jumping set. It gives me the awareness, right? Okay, now for you. The question. Oh, hold on, you're gonna cut this together later, right? Yeah, yeah, we we can we can slice <laughs> the but awkward what, pauses what, out. What I want to know from you is like, you said you're shifting from the suspension to the base. Where, for in my eyes, the suspension is way more the crazy shit. That, that's the badass shit. But base jumping is. In, this comparisons for kids. What you do is, is like that's the serious shit, and we are the little kids. Where I feel already super, uh, I I'm a retard. <laughs> you know, you go super fast on the highway, and this car just goes boom next to you. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does it give to you? Mm, I want to be helpful. And I see a lot of people who really had a great experience with this. Like Wes, you remember what was uh, people around us. They were just coming, sitting with us near the table, and they were just getting this 
I have no idea how to explain this. I don't know why people do this, but I know that if they do this, they have enough reasons because uh, <laughs> you need to step over many things to go into that. But uh, like you said, uh, base jumping saved uh, your life. For me, it was uh, uh, same with suspensions. I would never even get into base jumping if I, I would not start with that. So, yeah, it's about the same thing. It happened to me. It made my life better. Try to put it... Uh, Next for the next ones, same thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I um, uh, base has definitely made a difference for me. But um, I remember that day and with Wes and just seeing like he had a different like like glow in his eye after that jump. And so it's uh, it's yeah. it's a very specialized area, you know. And but it's uh, it, it can change change lives and, and uh, change perspectives. Do sure. you recommend it to people? Like people Actually. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, the people are in base already, you'd be like, dude, this will relieve your soul if it's like, like a DMT trip or a NASA trip. You'd be like, you should do it. Do you, are there bad opinion? experiences? Are there people that, like... Um, All of these ones are lying. Don't listen to them. <laughs> 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 no, I would say uh, it's not for everyone. And uh, I don't push these jumps. If people say that they want it, I am always open to this. Uh, this year I had, once it was the situation, it was a very young guy in uh, Russia. He started very fast. He made suspension base jump with me. And the next week, maybe like five or seven days, uh, he killed himself jumping from tall antenna, maybe 270 meters. He had, I would say, 60 base jumps on the maybe 70, uh, not so much of skydives, and he was only 23, but in that moment I felt that like no one stopped him uh, he was performing some weak acrobatics before and he was very pushing and all the people around him, they did not stop him, but when he met me and he wanted to make a jump with me, we made it, it was safe and easy but I think it could give him also this like superhero feeling Maybe just like this thing. If uh, a person is not ready to do it with the wrong reasons, he will suffer a little bit of the pain, but again, not so bad. If you will compare it to any pains that you can get on like skateboarding or just in life, it's, uh, it's the same thing. It's nothing too bad. So I feel that if people are not ready for this, uh, yeah, maybe it will just hurt. But it's not going to just hurt face jumping. Like it's it's pretty black and white, right? So it's not gonna hurt you. Yeah, fucking live or you're dead. <laughs> it's so temporary that I feel like oh, I wouldn't know. Not dead yet, you know. But like I feel like that pain is so temporary that it uh, doesn't even count, you know. Because like when you're recovering for eight or twelve weeks, like it's a different kind of pain because <coughs> you have like the mental anguish and the other yeah. shit. So, Stannis, we are developing what we call, like, our four questions or, like, our top four. So I apologize for not giving you these questions in advance. So if you need more time to, like, think about it or whatever, that's cool. But, like, this is this is the uh, this is the, the, ep- the podcast um, evolving. And a lot of this came from uh, talking to Ian the other day. And so um, if I may ask, you can decline to answer this if you want. But, okay. like... If there was one person on the BFL that you could do one more jump with, who would it be? And th- they're not going to go in on the jump, by the way. Good but question. 
Dan. Vickery? I would say so. But he is not in the list. Right. Well, he honorable mention. And, yeah. Uh, respect, no less, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, clearly, uh, clearly we, uh, and he's close to us, too, because that's where the BBG came from. Good answer. Fucking A. I w- so the funny thing is, this is the first time I've asked that question, and I wasn't prepared for what I would feel when, when with the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we might be getting rid of that question. Like, yeah. It's more <laughs> intense than my right, vision. Yeah. yeah. I started, I was like, oh, I was not expecting that answer. I was, I thought it was going to be someone I didn't know, maybe, or. Hmm. So, who knows? The uh, evolution just occurred. Sorry, I'm trying not to cry right now. <laughs> do you have a do you have a book recommendation Any, like uh something that, a book that is you know uh changed your life or some something that you have read more than once that sticks with you mm. the one about the seagull by Richard Bach seagull with the name of a Jonathan Livingston I think read one mm-hmm. when I was a kid what what was it that uh what was about that book that uh it's about the seagull who started to fly just in terms of flying while the rest of the seagulls were flying to get more food and he was like okay i can maybe go a lot of head down go get some speed and things like that richard bach yeah he's the nice. we'll add a link to that in the uh in the show notes um what's one thing in life that that you figured out that makes your life easier you know like that little life hack or something that you do that you know uh, (coughs) maybe is a a normal habit I would say it's a lot about fatalism that you're kind of deal with what is happening and uh, somehow in my life I found out that uh, the worst thing that were happening uh, they bring me to all the good things that I had so the hardest is uh, for me to keep like appreciate all the things around because when you are happy it's because of everything happened before mm-hmm. yeah maybe i would say this it's very cool i think those are the we're still working on the questions i, was, <laughs> I looked back at the de- and i was like no that was the last question <laughs> is uh there any plans to issue suspension base numbers yeah, 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 yeah. Good yeah. question. I'd like to be inside that first hundo, in the first hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Suspension base number one appeared like three weeks ago when Very my cool. body jumped from the bridge in France. Of course, we put the bridge for the last thing. Yeah, so now there is suspension what? base number one. <laughs> we save the safest one for last. <laughs> you know, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I had a buddy that I, I introduced to base jumping uh, in Tonsai. It's a, it's a little special place in my heart for it as well, you know. And um, uh, so his first object was Tonsai, and then then a building in Honolulu. Uh, and so I was trying to get him an A before we went to Twin, so that I could actually like these are the things that will keep you alive, you know, like teach him. Like I had no business teaching back then, none. But uh, but. Uh, yeah, I was trying to get him his his like um, span last, so that it'd be like kind of like a you know base in four like f u to the the proper like the the method. But there's a reason we have a method. <laughs> you know, I understand this now. So. It is what it is. Yeah, man. 
Tim, you've been awful quiet over there. I'm, I'm blown away, actually, by this. Right? Um, I cannot picture myself going through anything like that, even just the suspension side of it. Um, it I'm speechless because it's just beyond my mind of how it's done. But the respect and the maturity and the, the level that you take to everything you do, um, it's like it's admirable that you're so grounded and so together and yeah I don't even know how to even describe it and you're definitely one of the most respected people that I know yeah that's one thing like from when I did the jump with stars is the way that you like when you coached me through everything through like you know the preparation before the day like what you spoke how you spoke to me what you told me to then you know doing do just a practice rope jump and then the piercing and then I did a normal suspension like a few hours before the actual jump and the way you coached me and the way you spoke to me and mentored me and everything through that it was like compared to anything that I've been taught like you know you nailed it better than anyone it like just the ma- way you managed to calm me down and you know to get to be able to do something like that I remember be- just being like well like, I was super impressed you know really um yeah really you know admirable as Tim says so on, on that note like we've uh, we've all had like mentors and instructors over the years like through the various sports and activities we do um, tell me about your you touched on it there but like with um, we all have like those the like oh I want to do more of that and I like I hope I never affect someone the way that that guy affected me you know if you have a bad instructor and like with your experience with the, uh, and I'm not asking for you to talk shit. I'm just saying like, the clearly something like there was positive that came out of that uh, that experience. And uh, relative to other things you've heard or learned, how does yeah. that um, yeah I, I, compare? You I, know? I definitely think with if we're talking about base jumping, skydiving, suspension, or anything that's intense and putting you know stress on someone like something new they're coming to that that relationship with their you know, their teacher, their guide or mentor or, you know, if it's someone that's guiding them through the whole thing from start to, you know, getting them doing the sport or activity on their own or if it's they're just with them for one jump or something, I think there's so much intensity in what's going on a lot of the time but that relationship is, like, you know, really super important and even though the teachers, they maybe they've done it, you know, a hundred or a thousand times that if they can, you know, if anyone's teaching anything and they can stop and, you know, think, hang on, this is the, you know, the first person and, you know, build that better relationship, then, you know, it's, that can really change somebody's experience. And, um, you know, and to the point of, like, whether they keep doing the activity or whether they stop. And, you know, we all know that we've had good teachers and we've had, you know, bad teachers. And, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a bit of a balance, I guess. And, right. And so, so conversely, Stas, have you ever had, like, a, uh, pr- prospective customer or student that like just didn't seem like they were in the right headspace to do what they were asking to do? Oh yes, and uh, I start to say no to people, and uh, for many reasons. But yeah, when you see that the person is want to have this extra rush and uh, just like show off or something, it's a very big mental pressure for both people. And if a person is not ready for this, that means he will put all this mental pressure for you. 
So you need to choose, I think. So you f- you want somebody, people to be doing it for reasons for them, not just for getting footage and you know photos and that sort of thing. So it's going to be sort of something personal for them as opposed to <coughs> you know yeah. being seen as hardcore. Yeah, it's like if you want to bring a heavy bag, we give you, but you don't need the stuff which is inside this bag. And when you get tired, you want to give it to me to grab. But if you have something really important, doesn't matter how heavy it is, you will be keep uh, mm-hmm. tracking this. So it's about yeah. the same with the energy. If a person realizes that he is not ready, he takes all from me. And uh, it doesn't work in this case because I can take a person and throw him with the hooks from the cliff with kind of uh, talking. And it will not change so much for a person. Are we talking suspension death camp now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, like we, we, we were crossing so many boundaries that I'd never considered, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> Just the fact that we're talking about this series is something yeah. to think about in terms right? of... Right? That means it'll happen. <laughs> you know, like, if we can think it up, it's gonna happen. Like, it's... Uh, <laughs> That's so cool. In the end, looking at you, I, I know the people listening to this can't see you, but no shit, everything you said the whole night, nothing freaks me as out half as much, like you having your eyeballs <laughs> colored. That for me is the most fucking freaky, scariest imagination. I can have all the rest, but <laughs> that, and you're the only person I know that has that. Once so I've been in the police station, and I was very, very high on weed. <laughs> and all the police station was coming very close to my face, one after <laughs> another. And they were telling, look at his eyes, they are so blue. And I was like, get them, guys, none of high. you get it. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rest is blue. <laughs> yeah. right? I'm like, I want whatever you got. I was like, he's got the blue eyes. Like, how do you get that? Like... That's a good word. Yeah, red eyes are for suckers. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so fun. All right, guys. I mean, we don't have to end. I'm just like, I. That means you have to keep talking. One of you has to say stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Granny is back. <laughs> off, off mic. We have a nice little crew here. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I hope this is a regular thing. Like, uh, Know that you're always welcome back on the show, or we can we can do a phone in if something's up and you're doing it, or you know I I, I want to develop trust within the community that we can like share these conversations and like have have fun and still like um, provide something to people that maybe don't know how to base jump or, or not inter- like they're not there yet, but also beneficial for those that are you know or that are on their base journey so to speak. And uh, you you have a very unique base journey. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> thank you for sharing that with us. That's so cool. Thank you. That's cool to share. Yeah. Thank you. So we go get beer at the pub, right? Well, we got plenty of beers right here. I'm just saying, is it time for round two? Is it right? for round two. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's gonna listen to this. I'm gonna get so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. This has been awesome. So nice to do it again. Right? For sure. <laughs> All of you are welcome back anytime. Brian, thanks for listening. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Hatfield, my, my friend from college, 
came out to the valley. He has uh, tell us real quick about the you know like your experience here in the valley so far. Well, I think the biggest thing about getting to observe this is that there's actually something that scares the shit out of you guys too. So that's uh, right? that's pretty good to to know um, as a very novice to base jumping and kind of getting to experience the whole weekend. But I would say the biggest thing I've brought out of this entire weekend is the level of commitment to each other and building each other, advising each other, but that family atmosphere that you get here, there's nothing like it that I've seen anywhere else. So that's definitely something commend- commendable that you know you guys have, and it just seems like it doesn't matter where you're at, you run across each other, and it's that family. You know, We had that bond from college and stuff like that, but this is a more than a fraternity. It's a true family, so definitely appreciate getting insight to it. <laughs> I, I totally paid him to say that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for that. He's right <laughs> No, thanks, bro. That, that means a lot. I'm, I'm happy that I could share this with you because like, the Valley is my favorite place on the planet, and uh, I, it's uh, not everybody gets to see it. Yeah, and so. I'm glad you didn't tell me anything about what we were doing. You just yeah. said, hey, we'll probably travel some. It's like, okay, yeah. sounds cool. Yeah, I was like, we're going to hop in the van, and we'll, don't, don't worry, I got it. Yeah. I didn't have it. I was, but yeah. I, was, I was hoping the valley was going to be in this. Yeah, as this a regular process, base right? jumper. Yeah, we'll go do what I want to do, and right. yeah, yeah, you can come along. We'll hang out. And yeah, yeah, but it'll be fun. Oh, but I mean, the great part is about the places you go. There's so much awesome stuff to do. So I mean, like if someone's ever thinking about going and experience and like try to get with you guys, I mean, it's absolutely incredible to be able to see and experience this world around you guys here i mean it's obviously a beautiful beautiful spot with tons of great stuff but yeah you know it's uh especially when it's a legal jump instead of me driving the car to get you away right <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yesterday like uh so ian was on the jump that and tim that we were uh uh going to yesterday and t took you out to the landing area and there ended up being like eight other jumpers there and uh i was just looking around like i haven't actually seen this many jumpers at, at high nose ever and then tim was like well what about the comp last year and i was like well i was i was in the landing area yeah. like, judging it so i wasn't at the exit you were all so that, broken that would up. Be, yeah i was still broken <laughs> so we uh had a moment but um but when i got there i was like man brian's getting a show like you never see this many people at an exit so that was kind of cool oh yeah it was definitely intriguing to watch i mean get to experience that watch you guys go i mean the difference between the suits versus just a straight you know jump and um really getting to see the difference of the dynamic culture but seeing each one of you guys when you come down just that euphoria like that high like you're talking about was uh just something incredible to watch can't imagine what you went through whenever you (laughs) did it with yeah i I think part of the whole family thing is as most jumpers would know is like a lot of the time you meet like the base jumpers like on the way to the exit it's like when you when you meet them and become friends is actually on the way to a jump so right yeah it's yeah and it was those part of it. those hikes and and the fun conversations were part of the impetus for like um i guess having the motivation to do something like this yeah. you know i haven't quite figured out how to like have mics while we're hiking like that's <laughs> you know that'll probably take some like bluetooth technology or something but um but we'll be all breathing heavy and stuff and yeah, not yeah. drinking so we'll be like serious you know so Ah, we'll figure that out later. That's somebody else's podcast. I'll help them out with that if they want to. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to edit all that out. Anyways. All right, guys. Well, thanks. Thank you for coming, and uh, thank you for uh, taking the time to chat, bro. 
Stas. This was hands down one of the most entertaining podcasts that uh, we've done. And it's the second podcast recording in the Horner Pub upstairs bar. And uh, I think this is going to be a thing. I think Charlie just gave us the green light. So hopefully we can uh, just catch more jumpers as they pass through and uh, have a chat. It's a good setup. It's like you're a radio presenter or something. I feel weird right now because I'm behind the bar (laughs) and you guys are all like oriented on me. And I'm like, that's not what this is. This isn't the Randy show. This is like. You know, base life like the the things, but so maybe I'll sit like on the other side of the table and we'll put like uh, that's what I should have done. I should have put you over here, Stas. So we're all staring at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look into those blue eyes. Right? Yeah. This is like the the guest seat. Is it like the hot yeah, seat? The hot right? seat's a guest seat. That's probably yeah. the bad idea. There we go. Hot seat. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna coin it. Yeah, and all you guys are welcome back anytime, Johnny. We're, we're going to get the Johnny Johnny episode. I'd be enough. happy. Just make me sit yeah. on that side of the bar. Right? <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> we can hit pause and just trade seats and like keep going <laughs> if you want. All right. This was a Baseline Podcast. Thanks, guys. We're out. All right. If you want to know more about our guests, just check out the show notes. And if you want to give us some feedback or reach out to us, you can hit us at baselife2014 at gmail.com. Facebook.com backslash the base life and on Instagram we're at base dot life. All right, thanks.